0: I didn't do it. How are you doing? Good. I didn't do a schedule tonight, so I'm just going to. Amen. Good evening, Central Park Baptist Church. Good evening to y'all. How are we doing this evening? Amen. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. If you're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us in singing hymn 479. Hymn 479. I will hate. Hey. See- Father, Lord, we're just so thankful, Father, that you saw fit to bring us to this place once again, even from last Wednesday, Father, in your uh, sovereignty, Lord, in, in your omnipotent uh, knowledge of, of past, present, and future, Lord, uh, you knew that this was an appointed time for us to uh, come together again as a body of believers, Father, to uh, sing praises to your name and also to partake, Lord, uh, of your word. Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray, Lord, that you uh, bless the the teaching and the preaching this evening, Father. Heavenly Father, Lord, we ask that you just uh, subdue uh, all distractions, Lord, anything that is against uh, the the retaining of the word of God, Lord, we ask that you subdue it and remove it. Uh, Let there be no distractions, Lord, as we uh, pay close attention and focus uh, to the written word, Lord, and we just uh, are thankful. And we give you the praise. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen and amen. Amen. If you're able to join us, you may be seated, by the way. You may be seated. As we turn to him 465, Hymn 465. Hymn 465. Amen. Sing along, I am thine, O Lord I have heard thy voice And it told thy love to me But I long to rise in the arms of faith And be closer, drawn to thee Draw me nearer Draw me nearer Nearer, blessed Lord To the cross where thou hast died As consecrate me now, consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast Bleed inside. Oh, the pure delight of a single eye that before thy eyes eyes. To the cross where thou hast died. Draw me near, nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to thy precious leading side. Uh, There are depths that I cannot know till I cross the narrow. may not reach peace with thee. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to thy
1: Amen. 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 It's good to see Brother Gary here. Amen. Miss Mary. I'm glad to see them. I've been missing them. Keep praying for them, though, just because they're here. Don't stop, all right? Uh, but be sure and pray for them. Do you have your prayer sheets? Do you anybody need one? If you need one, raise your hand. All right? We want to make sure you have one of those. and And also want to make sure uh here in just a moment if if you'd like something to go on the prayer sheet in order to keep us from uh going we we don't want to go over the all of the um specifics of everybody on the on the prayer sheet it just there's too way too many and it takes too long and uh, so we want to be sure we fill out the prayer card and uh, so that we can get them on there okay uh, so be sure, if you have a prayer request, you fill that out, all right? Give that to myself or Brother Marco. Um, hang on to this. Now, the other thing you need is your bulletin. Yeah, all right, yeah, that's number two. If you'll notice, this Saturday, 8.30, men's prayer breakfast. Amen. Amen. Men, be sure to be here, ready to go. Uh, we've been having good groups, and uh, so pray. Somebody's going to... I have to help with brother Aaron eat. He's uh, you know, disabled now. But Okay, good. All right. I was a little worried about that. It didn't get his it didn't get his fork hand, okay? So, uh, but keep uh, keep him in your prayers. He's going to he uh, broke his fingers or part of his hand the other day yesterday. So, he's having surgery Monday. So, pray for him about that. Uh, but men's prayer breakfast 8:30 this week. Also Sunday morning eight fifteen, twenty two, 22 and 22. Uh, we Amen. did make our goal the first of last month, so let me encourage even if you get here a little bit late, please come and uh, be with us that day, even if you don't pray uh, uh, out loud and you'd like to come and pray with us, we invite you to come, uh, and that eight fifteen. 8-15, we, we just get together and pray and asking God to strengthen us as a church and bless, so please don't forget about that, all right? Uh, all, now, if you'll grab your prayer sheets, let me... Um, uh, go over that real quick. Um, pray for the Solomons. I talked to Brother Kevin Solomon. They're in Florida, right. and uh, so when I talked to him, they didn't have any electricity, and the, the storm had not been on landfall very long—about thirty minutes or so. But they—he said that uh, it, I mean it was pretty rough. So, uh, but they were doing fine, and uh, so keep them in your prayers along with the others. Uh, I know a pastor there in Tampa, Brother Kerry uh, Nance, Southside Baptist Church. Just to, uh, so, but just keep all those folks in your in your prayers, if you would please. All right. Uh, also, again, remember to pray for all those on our help uh, list, and uh, I'd appreciate you keeping them in your prayers, as as I know they will. Uh, also, I'd like to uh, ask you to pray for my dad. They put him back in the hospital today. Uh, Still, you know, just uh, they don't know what's going on, but uh, they just pray for him, okay? And uh, he is 90, and uh, but he's been in good health. So um, just had a couple of bouts that have kind of weakened him in the last uh, month or so. So if you would, please, I would appreciate that. Pray for my sisters and my brothers. They take care of him. Amen. Amen. No, they really need your prayers. As they t- I love my dad with all my heart. Godly, ma- I'm here today because of a godly dad and a godly mother. Amen. Uh, but he's a handful. <laughs> so pray for my sisters, especially they—they uh, they are the uh, ones that's have really been taking care of them. So I would appreciate that very much. All right, uh, remember to pray for also Brother uh, Choi and the uh, Corinne Ministry as uh, they go out. Uh, every other day practically, and, and hand out flyers and, and things of that nature. And my prayer is that God would add uh, at least a family a month between now and the end of this year uh, for them. So please uh, pray with me and ask God to uh, help us with that, all right? Um, it seemed like there was someone else I am I'm forgetting, but, but uh, just look over your prayer sheet. Now, if you'll, if, if you'll pray over everybody on this sheet, I'm telling you, it'll take you a while. But that's okay, because prayer makes a difference, and uh, so please. And then also there's a a list out here for the uh, prayer booklets that they, I think there's 33 names on there, which is awesome, Uh, so keep them, uh, you know, if you didn't, if you'd like to have one and your name's not on there, please put that on, uh, because that ensures that everyone in the church plus our missionaries are prayed for every day of the year. Uh, starting in 2023 if the Lord doesn't come back that would be okay with me if he comes back because then our faith will be sight and you know we won't need to pray anymore amen, amen. which uh, I'm I'm good with that I'm good amen. with being in his presence for eternity so uh, but if not please pray uh, put your name on that list out there and pick up one of those uh, pick up one of those books when they get those ready all right well, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and we'll pray for our offering tonight as well, and ask the Lord's continued blessing on us in that. Dear Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness, and uh, I'm thankful for prayer, Lord. What a um, the most unused, powerful source, spiritually speaking, God that anyone could ever have. Yet uh, it's the most unused, and but I pray that it will not be so here in this place among this people. That God, we will be prayer warriors, Lord, and. Uh, God, that we will, uh, Lord, on a daily basis and, and uh, pray without ceasing. So, Lord, I pray that you'd help us with that. I pray, God, for the special request tonight that we've uh, mentioned. Lord, we pray for our Brother uh, Aaron. God, as he looks for at surgery Monday, we pray, God, that you'd just help with that. Lord, be with the doctors and nurses. Lord, we pray for Dad. And, uh, Lord, that you'd be with him and his health and be with Mom. And pray, God, for <clears throat> Luther and Luann and Jerusha, Lord, as they... Take care of him and mom. I, I pray God that you'd give them strength and wisdom. I pray, Lord, that you'd continue to be with brother Gary and, and Miss Mary. Lord, they're here tonight, and God, I'm thankful for that. And Lord, we lift them up in prayer as well. Uh, God, we pray for uh, brother Rodrigo, who's at home, uh, but God's still not out of the woods yet, Lord. So we lift him up in prayer and ask you, God, a special prayer for him and their family and. And Lord, we just pray for all of those that are on our list tonight, Lord, that are having health uh, issues. God, I pray for them and ask you, Lord, to be with them in a special way. Lord, many uh, just need your strength, Lord, and they just need your help. And if it be your will, Father, we pray, dear God, that you'd reach down and touch them, Lord, and relieve them of, of the, uh, the disease and of the health issues that they're facing. And so, Lord, we just place them in your hands, Lord, we pray for the Solomons there in Florida. God, as the hurricane has passed through that way, Lord, we pray, God, for your protection upon them and uh, the other folks there in that area. God, we just lift them up in prayer. Uh, Lord, we pray, God, that you would uh, also be with the Korean ministry of Central Park Baptist Church. God, for Brother uh, Choi as he leads that. and uh, God, it's difficult. I kind of, in a way, understand the difficulty that, Uh, missionaries have when they go to a foreign field and and trying to relate and help the people. I feel that, God, and here when I want to help uh, Brother Choi and our Korean folks, Lord, but uh, it's difficult. I don't know what to do or how to do that, Lord, because of the language barrier, and and so, Lord, but Brother Choi is here, and he uh, speaks their language. He is from there, and so, Lord, I pray for him and ask you to be with him and our Korean folks, Lord, that you're Hand of favor would be upon that ministry. And, God, that you would help us as a church, Lord, to help him and those folks any way we can. God, I, uh, I pray that you'd be with them. I ask you, Lord, uh, for one new family uh, between now uh, and the end of the year, each month, God, that's left. And so, Lord, we just ask you to send them to us and send us to them. And, uh, Lord, so that we can reach the Korean uh, the Korean people with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray God now that You'll be with our the remainder of our worship tonight, be with our Bible study as we continue in the Book of Daniel. Lord, I pray that You'd help me to rightly divide Your Word of truth, and God may everything that I say, Lord, bring honor and glory to Your name. Lord, we pray for this offering, God. We we are thankful for the gift and the giver. Uh, Lord, I pray that You'd help us to be good stewards, Lord, and and uh, God of what You give, and Lord, may it be used for the furtherance of the cause of Christ in this place. We thank You, Lord, for. Uh, Our mission year that we've had as a church, thank you for your blessings, God, uh, on those who, uh, Lord, are a part of the Faith Promise Missions. Lord, I pray, God, for our Faith Promise Mission Conference that's coming up here in just a few weeks. I pray for each and every missionary that's coming. I pray that you would endue them with the Spirit of Almighty God, Lord, that they may preach to us and challenge us, God, to continue, uh, Lord, reaching people with the gospel through Faith Promise Missions giving. And God, I'll be mindful to give you the praise and give you the glory for it. Because in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come.
0: Amen and amen. If you're able to rise, we'd like you to join us in singing a chorus of hymn 542, hymn 542. And then afterwards, please uh, greet each other after the singing of this chorus. Hymn 542. I'm so glad. Of the family of God, I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood, joined as with Jesus, as we travel this time, For I'm a part of the family, the family of God, amen.
1: Uh, get make sure I'm on. Yeah. Um uh, let me get my glass. You know, you gotta get my gotta get your readers. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's a lot better. Daniel chapter five. You gotta you know a lot of things going through my mind, but I'm I'm gonna be nice, okay? <laughs> Daniel chapter five. And uh, we'll let's start reading um and let's begin in verse 5, and we'll read down through about verse 17. Found your place, say amen. amen. Uh, in the same hour came forth fingers of a man's hand and wrote over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Then the king's countenance was changed, and his thoughts troubled him so that the joints of his loins were loosed and his knees smote one against another. The king cried aloud to bring in the astrologers, the Chaldeans, the soothsayers, and the king spake and said to the wise men of Babylon, Whosoever shall read this writing and show me the interpretation thereof shall be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about his neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then came in all the king's wise men, but they could not read the writing nor make known to the king the interpretation thereof. Then was king Belshazzar greatly troubled and his countenance was changed in him and his lords were astonished. Now the queen or yeah now the queen by reason of the words of the king and his lords came into the banquet house and the queen spake and said, "O king, live forever. Let not thy thoughts trouble thee nor let thy countenance be changed. There is a man in thy kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods and in the days of thy father light and understanding and wisdom like to Wisdom of the gods was found in him, whom the king Nebuchadnezzar, thy father, the king, I say, thy father, made master of the magicians as astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers. For as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding, interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubts were found in the same Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar, now let Daniel be called, and he will show the interpretation." Then was Daniel brought in before the king, and the king spake and said unto Daniel, Art thou Daniel, which art of the children of the captivity of Judah, whom the, whom the king, my father, brought out of Jewry? He's kind of putting him in his place right here, okay? And we'll get to that later. He, uh, he says, I have even heard of thee, that the spirit of the gods is in thee, and that light and understanding and, uh, and excellent wisdom is found in thee, And now the wise men, the astrologers, have been brought in before me, and that that they should read this writing and make known me the interpretation thereof, but they could not show the interpretation of the thing. And I have heard of thee, that thou canst make interpretations and dissolve doubts. Now if thou canst read the writing and make known of the interpretation thereof, thou shalt be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about thy neck and shalt be the third ruler in the kingdom." Then Daniel answered and said before the king, Let thy gifts be to thyself, and give thy rewards to another. Yet I will read the writing unto the king, and make known to him the interpretation. Father, I pray, God, that you'd bless the reading of your word, and help me, Lord, as we teach continuously through the book of Daniel tonight. And I pray, God, that you would help us to apply it to our hearts and our lives, and I'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, we if you remember, we left off our last lesson, and we read this just a moment ago. The fingers of God uh, had uh, were riding on, on the wall during a drunken party that Belteshazzar had, had thrown. And we also learned that Belteshazzar, if you remember, he had taken the holy vessels uh, of God from, that, that uh, Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the temple... And now he's used them to and profaned them by putting alcohol in them and uh, using them to ba- pretty much make toast to their gods uh, of their own making. And they do, did so, and they mocked Jehovah God as a result. Now, we also learned that as, as a saved, born-again child of God, that the Bible teaches us that our body, the Bible says, What? Know you not that your body is the what? Temple, wait, keep going. Temple of, yeah, it's a temple of God. Now, if our bodies be the temple of God, do you not think it's just as bad for us to put stuff that ought not we put in there, just like Belteshazzar put stuff in those vessels? Right, right. Same thing. Amen. Amen. And so we need to be careful, because there's a lot of people, Christians included, that put stuff in their bodies that ought not. Alcohol. Yeah, I'll just throw that out there. I mean, and I mean, whatever else uh, people do to their bodies as Christians, we got to be careful about that. Uh, we also learned that Belshazzar got so scared. The Bible says that his joints smoked one against another. Now that's pretty scared. Now I've been scared in my life, but not that scared. And I've been pretty scared. But I want to tell you when you see the hands of a man writing on a wall and I I I think Belshazzar maybe he didn't know what it said but I'm thinking he knew something was up with him. And uh, because he's the one that called for the vessels out to be brought in. He's the one that put alcohol in them and made a big party out of it. And you know so listen when God starts talking to you uh, you know you know Mano and Mano it gets pretty personal, and I think that's what happened. He scared him to death. He knows the judgment of God's coming, and, and uh, he's without excuse. As we talked about how all mankind is without excuse. Listen, any individual who rejects the Lord Jesus Christ is without Excuse. Now We can plead ignorance all we want, but that doesn't change the fact that the book of Psalms says that the heavens declare the majesty of God himself, lets us know that, that he's alive. So uh, we're, at, we're without excuse. So here's the king, he's scared, and uh, the first thing he does is he calls in his wise men. And we see that all the experts, they got together, and they couldn't read or they couldn't interpret the writing on the wall. Now, and I want you to get this, this is important, uh, that that, that the spiritual things of God cannot be discerned by those who are unspiritual. Let me say that again. Spiritual things cannot be discerned by people who are unspiritual. Amen? There's a lot of Christian people that are unspiritual, and they cannot discern the things of God. I mean... Uh, and you write this down, you can go read it. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14, you go and read that. Spiritual things must be revealed by God. Amen. And if you're not right with God, the Bible says that our iniquities have even separated between us and God. So that we, that, that we, God cannot even hear us when we pray. So how's God going to talk to us even through His Word if we've, been, if we've separated ourselves from Him through sin? Amen. Come on, y'all go ahead and say Amen. Uh, so so here's Nebuchadnezzar, he calls in all of these uh, counselors, these wise men, astrologers uh, to give him the answers that, that they need. But I'm here to let you know that, listen, the world does not have the answers to human problems. Amen. Amen. The only one who has the answer uh, to the problems that we face today is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Uh, We we learned also a few weeks ago that seeking help from these worldly wise men was typical for them. And and by the way, it's not only typical for that time, but it's even typical for our day uh, that, listen, a worldly Christian will go to a worldly person to try to seek help and, and, and try to seek counsel. Listen, they can't help them. If they want something right and truthful and something that will stand the test of time, listen, if you want help from somebody, then go to somebody who's spiritual, somebody who has uh, the ear of God and somebody who is godly. And, and so they, they couldn't help him. And, the, I mean, uh, so I want you to look at verse 7. I want you to see what happens. The, the only, uh, it's only when these people came to their last resort and they sought God's man... Daniel, for help. Yeah. This thing keeps sounding like it's crackling. Does it crackling y'all? Yeah. Crackling. Is it? All right. Is it my suit? Oh, That bothers me. Anyway, um, when they went to they the only isn't it the way if we're not careful isn't it that what we do though when we're in trouble man we try everything. We try this and we try that. We go over here and we go over here. And well, man, I've tried everything I know to do. I guess I'll pray. Amen? Listen, that's not, that ought to be the first place we go. Well, well, Belshazzar tried everything else and now he, uh, he, goes, he seeks after Daniel. Look in verse 7. The first thing that happens is Belshazzar, he throws out... Uh, he throws out something that will kind of help these men. And, and, and by the way, he calls and brings in the astrologers, the Chaldeans. He does it immediately. And he says, Whosoever shall read this writing and show me the interpretation thereof shall be clothed with scarlet, have a chain of gold about his neck, and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Now listen, for the for a people of the world, this is pretty enticing. Right. Amen. It makes you want to at least try to say something. And I mean, this is, I mean, this gets the attention of these counselors and, uh, and, and folks, listen, it, but if we're not careful, we as Christians, it, it's also, in, it, it's enticing to Christians as well when the world throws stuff out there at us and say, well, if you'll do this, or if you'll do this, if you'll, listen, if, if you'll take this job, listen, it may take us away from God, but if we're not careful, we take it. I've seen all kinds of people, Christian people, good Christian people, for the sake of a promotion or a, or a little extra money, they, they take a job and the next thing you know, they're out of church. Come on. Come on. Listen, let, let me encourage you. We're going to see this later, but let God promote you. Amen. Let God give you that raise. Let God give you that promotion. But whatever you do, don't compromise. We live in a world of compromise. Man, we people are compromising at the drop of a hat. Somebody wave a a dollar bill in front of people. Listen, they fall all over themselves trying to get to it. But whatever you do, don't compromise your faith in order to get the accolades of this world. This is not the end. The, the, listen, that boss, whoever it might be, I, I believe in promotions and all those things, but not at the expense of our faith Amen. One of these days, all that 's going to get burnt up anyway Amen. and and then we 'll stand before the one who 's really going to count the Lord himself. Amen. Amen. so and, uh, Belshazzar throws out all of these incentives. Uh, I think he does that to try to get the uh, the attention of these um, counselors. But notice in verse 8, look what it says. It says, Then came in all the king's wise men, but they could not read the writing, nor make known to the king the interpretation thereof. Listen, this is the third time these quacks have been exposed. I mean, they've been exposed two times before, and here he is again, calling out. I mean... They have, these guys have faked their way through from the get-go. Yep. And we can all say amen. amen. But listen, there's a lot of preachers today in pulpits right like this one that are, listen, that are a bunch of fakes. Yeah, come on. They're a bunch of quacks, spiritual quacks that have no business being in these places. Amen. 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 They have faked their way through when it comes to rightly dividing the Word of God. Listen, they ought to go, my dad used to say, they ought to go sell insurance or something. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, uh, it's important that whoever stands in this place rightly devise the word of Almighty God. Yeah, right. Just say what he says. Yeah. And, but these guys, they couldn't, they couldn't help anybody. And look in verse 9. Notice their influence. When the wise men couldn't interpret the handwriting on the wall Uh, It it troubled the king even more. He was looking for somebody to help him. Uh, It might have been too late, but he didn't know it at the time. And he was looking for some help. Uh, And when they couldn't help him, it troubled him more so. I mean, the influence of these wise men were bad. Can you imagine the influence of preachers that stand in places like this and tell everybody, listen, you're going to be okay. I mean, there's a God in all of us just trying to get out. And I mean, you're okay, I'm okay. And if you'll sow a seed of $1,000, you come up here and I'm going to give you this little prayer cloth and you pray over it and everything will be fine. You follow me? Listen, what kind of influence are they? There's going to be a lot of people in hell because of preachers just like that. Um, they only added to the distress and fear of the king. And not only to him, but those around him. Um, I mean, and I won't get into all that, but there's a lot of people today that, that, um, that are trying to, that are seemingly help, trying to help people, and they look good, they sound good, but they're just fleecing the people. That's all there is to it. Uh, worldly wise men will fleece your pocketbook and your faith. Amen. Look in verse 10. And I just wrote here, here comes the queen. All right. It says now the queen, by reason of the words of the king and his lords, he came into the banquet house, and and the queen spake and said, O king, live forever! Let not thy thoughts trouble thee. Let let thy countenance, or nor thy countenance, be changed. Now the queen mother. Now let me get this here. She is not the wife of Nebuchadnezzar, but you remember Nabonidus that we talked about a few weeks ago. This is. Uh, this is him, I mean, who uh, the wife of Nabonidus, who was co-reigning with Nebuchadnezzar. And notice she comes in and she says something that's kind of ironic, even interesting. She says, oh king, live forever. But the bad thing is, he's not going to last out the night. Yeah, I mean, this is his last day on earth, and He's in his final countdown and like a lot of other folks listen they refuse to face the fact that they'll die. Listen, one of the I don't want to I don't want to die. I mean who who wants to die? But we but we're all going to die if the Lord doesn't come back. But you know in a certain amount of time listen we're all going to we're all going to die. We may not like the thought of death, we but we're going to face that fact that that we all have an appointment. The book of Hebrews says that it, it's appointed unto man To do what? Die. We've all have an appointment with death. But listen, a hundred years from today, all of us are going to be somewhere in eternity if the Lord don't come back. Well, whether he comes back or not, we're going to be somewhere in eternity. Uh, But the queen comes in, and she reminds Belshazzar about Daniel and says, In whom uh, is the spirit of the gods? Look in verse 11. There is a man in thy kingdom... In whom is the spirit of the holy gods? And in the days of thy father, light and understanding, wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, was found in him, whom the king Nebuchadnezzar, thy father, the king, I say, thy father, made master of the magicians. Now, no, if you'll notice this, he's going. Your father did your yours yours. Not listen. I'm telling you, he did that. And and if you really read this and read the rest of these verses, she's literally belittling Daniel. Okay uh they he put him over these astrologers he did this he 's one that promoted him uh now now watch this, but he says, in whom is the spirit of the gods now what that is the reputation of daniel yeah. this was the best counsel that Nebuch- or that Belshazzar's had all night right here that there is a guy that can help you yeah. Yeah. you know that your father put in remember you know you may not remember you may not know him, but this is him. And the queen informs the king that there's a man in the kingdom, watch, who does live right, and he can interpret the writing. This, when I thought of that, I thought, listen, you got to remember how wicked this city was. This was a wicked place. I mean, they're having a, I mean, the the, the Medes and the Persians are outside the wall. They're trying to get in. We're going to talk about that. And they're inside thinking that they are safe. I mean, their walls are like 300 feet high, and they're something like 85 feet wide. And they're in there having a big party, thinking, man, we are okay. It's a wicked place. And they're in there doing all of these things, but there is a man, the Bible says, there is a guy that's living right here. Listen, you and I, in this whole wicked world, we can still live right. We can still do the right thing. If Daniel can do it living in Babylon, we can do it living here in this area. And we can all say amen. Amen. Look in verse 11. It gives us some information about Daniel's testimony. Uh, it, it lets us know that God has been, is with Daniel. But now listen, he's been with Daniel all through the years of his captivity. He's been there for decades. Now why was God with him? Well, the reason is because as a young man, Daniel made up his mind that he would be true to God. And God honored his commitment. Listen, if you will make up your mind and purpose in your heart to be true to God, God will honor your commitment. Amen. It's the same God that was there, listen, on that day. He's still here on this day. And if He's able to honor, Abel, or honor Daniel that day, during those years, then listen, why can't He honor us here in these years? He absolutely, positively can. Listen, so, he, so Daniel... Now he's an old man. He's probably retired. All through these years, Daniel's been faithful to God. And he's known only by his reputation. You know, I've been out of school for a long time. And there's still people I went to high school with that their reputation was not so good. Now they, they could be uh, upstanding people uh, active in their church, but their reputation followed right. mine included yours included yeah i've i've God has given me the opportunity to meet up with some of the the um, guys I went to high school with and and over the years, and one lives over here in irving and i mean i've I've talked to him and uh, there was a, 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 a man now, he passed away, his name was J.C. Adams. Me, he and I ran together when we were in church and uh, grew up together. But listen, I'm telling you, my influence and testimony then in those days as a 20-year-old young man, listen, I'm telling you, it was pretty bad. And and I found out he had brain cancer. Had, and he's had five kids. This was been 10 years ago, 15 and I called him, and I told and I, I him, I said, hey, J.C., I said, man, you okay? He goes, yeah, I'm doing all right, you know. And, and I said, well, listen, I just wanted to call you. And I said, I owe you an apology. He goes, well, what for? I had not seen you in years. I said, it's not for the years you didn't see me. It's for the time when we ran together. And I apologized and told him that my influence and my testimony on him during those days when we were young men running around wasn't what it ought to be. And I told him I was sorry. And he said, you know, that's okay. And I said, no, JC, I appreciate you accepting my apology. I said, but it really wasn't okay. But I'm thankful that God gave me the opportunity to tell you that I I was sorry. Listen, there's been several opportunities like that. Well, here's Daniel. He's known by his reputation. He's an old man. And the queen mother comes in, and she recalled the impact that Daniel, watch this, she recalled the impact that Daniel had on Nebuchadnezzar. And she's telling Belshazzar about it. I mean, her description, remember, it's a pagan way of saying God is in his life. Listen, she said, in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. In other words, she's saying, listen, this guy has got something that these other guys don't have. He helped Nebuchadnezzar way back when. There was a time that he needed an interpretation. And this guy was full of wisdom. He could interpret. He could listen. And so they called him in. And I want you to understand that 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 testimony, that influence didn't just happen overnight. It didn't happen in a week. No, it came over a lifetime. Listen, the testimony that you have today as a born-again child of God, it takes work. Come on. Listen, it takes some effort because if Satan could destroy you, he will destroy you in a heartbeat. Yep. He'll also do his best to destroy your testimony. Right. Here he is. He's after, he's after Daniel, or he had been, but Daniel purposed in his heart. And, but it, I think it'd be great if, if, if that could be said of each of us. Oh, yeah, I know him. Man, that guy's a godly man. Yeah, that'd be or I know her. She is a godly lady. She's somebody that if you, wanna, if you really need to get a hold of God, you ought to call them. man, I'm telling you, they are prayer warriors. They are somebody that has the ear of God. You ought to call them. instead of being somebody, I don't know. I don't know about that. I wouldn't call them. I think I'd call somebody that could help you. Listen, Daniel was that guy. Daniel had the knowledge and understanding to interpret dreams, solve problems, look, and calm doubts. That word doubts here, it means knots. In other words, uh, you ever faced anything that really turns you inside out, just, just ties you up in knots mentally and emotionally? Boy, I'm telling you, I've been there. Uh, I mean, I, it just something that makes you miserable. Well, here's a man of God who's able to solve those problems of, of the people, interpret this writing. And understand that, that, watch, they came to God's man, okay? They're, they come to him, uh, and, and he's going to tell them the truth. Listen, when somebody comes to you and asks you a question, I was, uh, I was at the, uh, I was getting my oil changed in, the other day up in Leonard in, in town, and I was standing there, and he said, Are you a, uh, I can give you a discount, are you a veteran? I said, No, I'm not a veteran. Uh, you a first responder? I said, No, I'm not a first responder. He said, are you a senior? And I said, well, why'd you have to go there for? <laughs> you know? And I said, well, yeah, depending on what age you're and He said, oh, yeah, I can give you that. I said, I'm a pastor. He goes, oh, you're a pastor? He goes, yeah. I said, well, he said, well, we we'll see, you know. And he left and went out and came back in. And he, and, and he left and probably gone a minute. He comes walking back to the door, whoop, swings open and goes, so you're a pastor, huh? Can I ask you a question? I said, sure, let, me, let it go. He said, okay, what's your favorite verse of Scripture and why? I said, Matthew 6.33. And the reason I think so is because God said to put him first in everything. If we'll put him first in everything, then he said all these other things will be added to you. And he goes, oh, good, I like that. I just want to know. <laughs> and I said, what's yours? Yeah. He goes, Romans one Romans 1.16. And he quoted the verse, and I said, okay, why? And he told me. And there's about three or four people standing around in there. And he said, I just got tired, you know. I just got to the place where I just want to tell everybody, and I'm not going to keep it quiet. He's just a guy that's changing the oil out in the bay. Amen. And I mean, he just letting it go, and he got through. And I said, good job, man. That's awesome. That's a great testimony. Amen. Listen, that's the kind of testimony we ought to have. People ought to know that we are born again children of God and the Holy Spirit of God lives within us, not somebody that's away from God out in the world. Right. Amen. Daniel is a man of influence. And he tell, he's going to tell them the truth. Well, when somebody asks you, tell them. But notice what happens. And I thought this was interesting. Notice that uh, what time it is when all this takes place. You see, up until this moment... The king and his crowd, they didn't have any time for Daniel. I mean, Daniel's off somewhere in obscurity uh, up to this point. And, you know, a lot of times God and God's people are ignored by the world. That is until a crisis shows up. Yeah. Then they show up at your house, here at the church, asking you if you can pay their rent. Or, you know, wanting money. I've had, I've had guys come up on a bicycle needing a pair of tennis shoes, and I said, listen, I tell you what, I'm not going to give you the money, but I'll take you and buy you a pair of tennis shoes. We'll go in my, we'll my truck. I said, I'll take you wherever you want to go. No, I just need the money. I said, I'm not going to give you money. He goes, well, I have, to sp- I have to buy a special kind of shoe. I said, then I'll take you wherever you need to go to buy you a special kind of shoe. I'll even buy you something to eat. I said, I'll take care of it for you. I mean, he's got these big bags hanging off the handlebars on his bicycle, you know, and I said, I'll I'll, I'll buy you what? I said, it's okay, I'll buy the shoes. Well, I don't really need, the. the, I I just really want the money. I just really need the money, then I can go buy. I said, I am not giving you God's money so that you can use it on something besides shoes. But I will take you if you need shoes to buy me. And And he just walked out. Listen, that's the world. Um, they want what God can give without the commitment that goes along with it. Yeah. Uh, so here they are. Now the crisis has come, and they're, they're looking for Daniel. And uh, they're looking for somebody who can get in touch with God. So Daniel summons, but notice it's late at night. And listen, I, when I thought of that, I thought, if you serve God... And, um, I mean, if you really want to serve God and do it in a sincere way, you're going to learn really quick that service does not come with convenience, comfort, or consideration. Um, When my phone rings at night, my heart rate goes from whatever it is to about, what you know, way up here. Because nothing, the phone doesn't ring at night, late and it, somebody call and tell you say man i just called to let you know that you won the you know you won 100 dollars at the grocery store or or no we want to take you down and buy you, a, a, you know. no it doesn't happen like that it's always a, a, an accident it always someone's in the hospital someone is near death uh, it's always bad and so here's daniel they call him it's uh, it's late at night it's not convenient Listen, if you serve the Lord, again, um, it's going to upset your schedule some. Yeah. Serving God is not something that you're going to put on your schedule all of time. Sometimes it's going to, you know, it's not going to be convenient. Um, and sometimes people are going to e- even treat you with disrespect when you're trying to serve God. God may wake you up in the middle of the night to serve Him. Or do some work for him. So if you love sleep, you're not going to serve very good. Yeah. So here's Daniel. They call him. And, um, you know, they, um, they need his help. And, and notice, and I like this, they have to call him. They have to call for him. They have to summons him. You follow me? In other words, he's not at the party. He's not there with all these drunken bums out there tipping, a, tipping the vessels of Almighty God, you know. No, he's not out there with the world doing what the world does. He's, listen, he has decided to separate himself from that. He separated himself from the worldliness and ungodliness of that kingdom. That's how, listen, that's how they, his, his testimony, that's how it stood the test of time. And it's no doubt that some around Daniel would have said, you know, Daniel... If you ever expect to win the crowd around here, you're going to have to start hanging out with us a little bit. If you're, going to, you know, if you're going to reach the world, you're going to have to start going around where they are in order to reach them with the gospel. That's not so. God, remember the, the story about the ox? God says if somebody gets their ox in the ditch, you don't get off in the ditch with them to help them out. Somebody got to stay up here on solid ground. Somebody got to stay up here on the foundation of the word of Almighty God. Listen, and if we're going to help them, you got to stay here. Amen. So they had to summons Daniel. He, he's not there. He, you know, maybe they would have said, you know, Daniel, you don't have to drink. You could drink a Coke, Dr. Pepper, bottle of water. I mean, you, could, you don't have to drink what they drink. You just, come, just come on. It, it'll be okay. Well, I think Daniel, if, if he would have had 2 Corinthians six seventeen, I think he would have, it would have fit. You know what it says? Come out from among them and be ye separate, thus saith the Lord. Listen, that's that you and me as Christians. We're in the world, but we are not of the world. We don't have to go where the world goes, does what the world does. And God, help us as Christians to to choose to separate ourselves from that. If you want to be an effective child of God, you have to do that. Amen. I mean, after all, uh, think about this. Where would we be? I mean, we're Christians today. I've talked about this before, that uh, the church just doesn't carry the big stick that it used to carry anymore. And I believe it's because we've compromised. So I ask, well, where are you in your relationship with God? Do you compromise the word of God by doing things that you ought not to do? Do you hang around with ungodly people? When I say hang around, I'm talking about fellowship with them. You know, the Bible, the book of Proverbs, don't sit in the seat of the scornful. You you follow me? I mean, um, think about this. If Daniel had been at this party, if he had compromised his testimony, do you think they would have called on him for help? I don't think so. Listen, but when they needed help, they knew who to call. I mean, they knew Daniel. His testimony, his influence preceded him. And I don't have time to go into the rest, but but listen, they wanted somebody they knew to be different. They wanted someone that they, listen, they said it. There's somebody in whom is the spirit of the gods. I, I, man, these guys can't interpret this. this. The world can't help you, but I know a guy who can, and he can tell you what it says, and he can interpret it. Amen. He's off up here in retirement. He's old. Yeah. But, we, but I know that, that, that his God is with him. We can call Daniel. And I, I can just see him. I, I, I think his hair's white as snow. And maybe he comes in with a, wearing a tunic, you know, a long robe. And his face is just uh, furrowed perhaps from time. And maybe he's even got a cane. I don't know, but he's an old man. Can you imagine what happened when he walked in? I mean... I think everything got quiet. I mean, there's people like that, that really, when they step in, I mean, everybody stops. I would imagine it was like, that's him. I've heard heard of him. I've, I've heard of him. I've heard stories about him. I've heard stories about Nebuchadnezzar, how he ate grass like an animal. That's the guy that told him. Same guy. Are you sure that's him? Oh, yeah, I'm I'm definite. Listen, somebody that has the Spirit of God in them, they walk a little different. They carry themselves a little different. Um, They act different. And I'm telling you, you can spot people uh, that have the Spirit of God in them. I remember me and my wife was at a, It might have been a Cracker Barrel or something years ago. There was about six guys that came walking in. They just had regular clothes on, you know. Some of them had blue jeans on. And my wife looked over there. She goes, look at that. Those guys are a bunch of preachers. How do you know that? You don't know that. I said, how do you know? She goes, I just know. There's just something different about them. So you know what I did when we left? I went over to their table and I said, hey, I said, uh, I told them my name. I said, uh, can I ask y'all a question? I said, are y'all preachers? Yep, we are. I said, are you kidding? They said, no. Then they they went around the table, told me where they were pastors at. And I said, they said, why? I said, no, never mind. you guys don't want to know. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) wondering. But she knew. She knew. So here's Daniel, an old man of God, who walks into the banquet hall. And man, what a contrast of what's going on. And folks, there's supposed to be a difference. There's supposed to be a a contrast between God's people and the people of this world. Can I ask you something? Are you different? I mean, does the world know it? They ought to. I mean, they ought to know something is different about you as a child of God. Well, here's Daniel. What a great example. Next week we'll get into the interpretation um, and we'll talk about that a little bit more but can I encourage you today we can live right in a a wicked world Uh, we can be holy and we can live righteous in a godless society we can do it with God's help because I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me Father help us Lord and God I pray that you'd give us an opportunity